Hey guys, thanks for joining us on a new episode of Light of Christ. I'm Catherine Laguna, your host, and with me today to help me co-host this episode is Carlos Bernard Jr., Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Hey, Catherine. Thank you so much for hosting, and thank you for letting me be your co-host this morning. I appreciate that. So good. Thanks, Carlos. We're doing exciting conferences here at the Diocese of Orlando and wanted to spread the word on a fantastic opportunity coming up on March 7th called the Youth Summit. Carlos will tell us a little bit more about the conference for middle school and high school students in a little bit because... The coolest part about this podcast is that we have the keynote speaker for the conference here in the studio with us, Mr. Brian Shields. Thank you. Hold the applause. Hold the applause. That's that's the first time I've ever gotten applause, so thank you. Thank you. I'm a weatherman. I'm not used to that. (laughs) So I don't know about you, Carlos, but I feel like we have a mini celebrity here with us in the studio because I've watched you since I was, I don't know, 10 maybe on TV. That makes me feel a little bit old, Carlos. I actually, yeah, I think we do have a mini celebrity here. I don't know about the word mini. You could just go a celebrity. You don't need to do mini. Whatever, whatever. How about local celebrity? Local celebrity. You'll take that? I'll take any. I'll take any. I I am so happy to be here with you. Thank you, too, for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. So then for those of you who don't recognize the name, Brian is the meteorologist for WFTV 9 News. So if you are Floridian, you've seen his face on TV all the time. How's it going, Brian? You doing well today? It's great. There's no hurricanes around, so so Ooh. life life is good right now. It's usually our good time of year. That so, is right. Yeah, yeah. That's so <laughs> I take it's it. It's the best time to buy suntan lotion. Yeah, Ooh, stock up so on that. Cool. Stock up yeah, on you that. Get, yeah, we're gonna need that really coming. soon. You know, I mean, it's I feel like we've been in the highs lately, right? It's, it's not cool anymore. We've had some record heat around at times. <laughs> that's our winter record heat. So yeah, that's Florida for you. Oh my goodness. So this is a total sidebar. And speaking of hurricane season, but there's a lot of people in the office or in this building that likes to call me like the mini meteorologists in here they like to ask me like weather reports and stuff like that and I think it's just because I've had a passion about weather but I went to the journalism route but then you know I wanted to be a meteorologist so I just want to let you know that okay so I got to watch what I say make sure everything's correct (laughs) Carlos I think I'm being I think I'm being uh, I'm on the spot today you are okay I gotta watch it I'll throw like some like trivia at you during the podcast with with that said when a hurricane rolls around we're gonna need you in the studio at channel nine so we're gonna need your help oh my goodness it feels like Hollywood already are you going to be ready? That's, that's the question. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is good. This is good. So then the Youth Summit, Carlos. What is the purpose and takeaway of this event? So back in April of 2019, Pope Francis came out with this synodal uh, exhortation on the youth. And so he named it Christ is Alive. Christ is Alive, Christa Vivit, was based on a meeting that he had with some young adults and youth across the nation from 2016 to 2019. And he wanted to hear the voices and see where were the needs of the youth. So we came to the great conclusion that we have to stop saying that the youth are not the youth of the future. The youth are the youth of today, the youth of now. And so the purpose of this, we thought that why not walk with them? Why not understand them? Why not see where they're at these days? The youth these days are not actually youth anymore. Um, They have many other things to do in their life and and they're actually making adult situations and, and, and deciding on, on what to decide or what's going to happen um, tomorrow and so the youth today needs some accompaniment and so we need to find out we need to walk with them and understand them to understand where they're being called to in their life where are they being called to in their vocation in life 
Do they need the help of young adults like us? Do they need the help of meteorologists to be guided uh, mm-hmm. to where they need to be guided to? And so that's why we decided to bring this youth summit to the youth and middle and high schools and to see if we can help them and be with them as we walk in this journey through their life. And I think this is a beautiful event to even have for the middle school and high school kids because I think about my own youth. I didn't go to Catholic schools. I went to public schools. So a lot of the faith wasn't embedded into my education. So for Catholics who are in middle school and high school, how do they balance out figuring out what they want to do career-based, but then also how to implement that with their faith and seeing how their faith can carry them along the journey? Correct. So let me just tell you real quick, Mm -hmm. a paragraph from the document, paragraph 243 says, the community has an important role in accompaniment of young people. It should feel collectively responsible for accepting, motivating, encouraging, and challenging them. All should regard young people with understanding, appreciation, and affection, and avoid constantly judging them or demanding of them a perfection beyond their years. So this is the reason why we need to be an accompaniment with them and be accompanying them through this journey in their life and to remind them that they're not the church of the future. They are the church of now. Beautiful. So then now, Brian, I want to bring you into this because I know we don't want to give away too much of what the conference is going to have and all that, your message behind it, but give us a little sneak peek as to your message of faith for the middle school and high school students. It goes hand in hand with what Carlos was saying. It's about right now. It's about what you could do. You know, as, as middle schoolers and high schoolers, we're always looking ahead and we don't want to lose the moment that we're in right now and the opportunities we have right in front of us. So when we're talking about what we want to do career wise, uh, vocations, you know, our youth is doing amazing things right now and we see it out there and they're influencing people. They are influencers. Look at social media now. So there's so many opportunities for our youth right now and not just looking ahead. So we can't, we don't always want to look ahead. We don't want to lose the moment. Life can be short at times. So we want to take advantage of the situation we have right now, right in front of us. So your catechist at St. Margaret Mary in Winter Park mm-hmm. and your faith is an important part and focus in your life. But was it always like that? Or did you come to love the faith later on in life? Yeah, no, there were ups and downs for sure. I hit that period, I think, which a lot of us do in high school of, you know, why am I Catholic? And Catholicism kind of gets, it felt like it got thrown on me. I didn't choose to be Catholic. I didn't choose to get baptized. And it wasn't until I got into college where one of my uh, teachers who was a priest in Russia and he was like, you, you, you've missed the point. And he, he you know, he's saying it in a nice way, mm-hmm. but it was a gift for my parents. And I never saw it as that. So it was kind of like, I didn't choose to get baptized. I didn't even choose to get confirmed. Although we're supposed to be making that decision as, as right. young adults. So I understand that. But in my mind, it was just part of the routine at the time. But that was a gift for my parents. And it, it was still mine to choose. Do I keep that gift? Do I go on with that gift? Do I pass it along to the kids I may have one day? Or do I reject the gift? But either way, it was a gift for my parents. So I was looking at it the wrong way initially. And college is really when we have to take the initiative to be like, this is my gift. And I need to now be the sole provider in my faith. And like, I don't know, it's like embrace it in a way that we haven't when it's high school because our parents are the ones that are encouraging us the whole time, you know? And there's more of an opportunity there right when you come out of high school too, because of exactly what you're saying. You have your parents guiding you potentially or uh, teachers, catechists through high school. But when you get into college, 
it's you. But at the same time, that gives you an opportunity because you have friends around you that you may not know, but they're looking toward you. They're looking at you. And if you're setting, I don't want to say just setting a good example. That kind of sounds a little cheesy, but you know what I mean. But, it, it, you know, if, if you're living uh, with Christ-like values and you're putting yourself out there and you're, you're helping people and you're giving back to the world, your friends are seeing that. They're noticing it and they're, they're trying to figure out how to do life as well. And once you're in college, you know, you have an opportunity to be a huge leader. So you come out right from under your parents' shadows to not just gradually get into things. You could be a leader right away. And even in middle school and high school, that same thing applies. Don't think that other students around you and friends around you aren't looking to you as a leader. That's really good. So do you recall like the moment you wanted to be a weatherman? Sort of, because I was so young. I always wanted to <laughs> really? be. Yeah, weather was captivating. And I think it's still to me this day, it's it's the awe of nature. It's the awe, awe of God's creation. And every, you know, every time I see a rainbow, I'm like, really? Is that really happening there? That can't be right. And I even know the science behind it. But I always wanted to do it because I always thought weather was awesome. It really controls everything. Look, in Florida, things shut down. If there's a hurricane that's even nearby for good reason, so the power of it was what I wanted to do. But hurricanes and storms also scared me. So I thought of it as, so I wanted to learn more about it. And you learn about stuff that scares you. So maybe it scares you less. And then I wanted to help people down the road. So uh, it was my way to give back. And when I was little, the way I saw I could do that, I looked on TV and you see the TV weatherman at the time. So I was like, okay, I like weather. That's what I'll do. Did you ever chase a rainbow? I chase a rainbow. Yeah, it's it's true. I could not find that pot of gold. I I keep looking. It's weird. I keep going after it. It's like the rainbow moves on me. I don't know what's happening there. Trivia question: What's the science behind a rainbow? No, I'm just kidding. Oh goodness. Okay, thank you. you. Or how about the double rainbow? Oh, the double rainbow. It's reversed. You know? Do you know it's reversed? The colors are reversed in the double rainbow. Take a look at it next time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They start going the they start going the other way. Start googling it right now. That is amazing. I feel like I remember the moment when I started loving the weather and it had to do with the experience of like either the 1997 or 1998 tornadoes in Kissimmee. Oh, yeah. Because I was in fifth grade and that was just like, I think that's when I realized the power of weather and all that, like how you were saying. So do you know how your faith played a role in you becoming a meteorologist or is it something that helped you along the way? How do you share your faith? It did. I mean, my faith helps me along the way, obviously, on a personal level. But at the same time, as far as uh, being a weatherman is concerned, I think I just made a decision. I mean, my faith is me. My faith or our faith is is us. And that's first and foremost. I had a high school um, coach my JV year in basketball, and he always preached his four things. It was, you know, God is first, then family, and then, you know, your friends and your schoolwork and things like that. But God, God is first and foremost. So at some point, you just got to I don't want to say make that decision, but it's part of you. That is what you. But it is sometimes hard for an athlete or someone like that to um, kind of put that out there. But it's such an opportunity for me because I am out in the community. So I, I love being able to go to events and being able to help in any way I can. And that's the I like my job, but that I think is my favorite part of it is being able to get out in the community and give back. And I think that's where we see his faith being exposed and being alive. Brian, you, you always have gone out to the community, especially uh, that young little lady in Arnold Palmer. I can't yes, remember. Chloe Bella. Chloe Bella, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been following that story, and to see your actions and to see um, your movements, and it's just like a walking Christ, but a meteorologist walking Christ. And so, um, <laughs> I like that. That's that's a good way to, to see it, and, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of uh, young people look at you, uh, look at up to you, in that sense that you are a role model. There may be people coming up to you and saying, 
Brian, I want to be like you when I grow up. So you are a great example to our community, and we appreciate that. I pay, I pay him to say that. You're too nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> sure so that, I've yes. seen the money sliding right? across the it table. Is, it is. You can't see it, but that's what's <laughs> happening, exchanging money. But that's part of what we're going to talk about, too. It's the opportunities that come to you. It doesn't matter if you're 30, 40, 50 years old. Or if you're 15 years old, you know, Chloe Bella is a sweet little girl and she has one of the rarest cancers on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And the odds are against her. She's crushing it right now. She's doing a great job. But, you know, that it was just, you know, that our relationship kind of I knew the family before, but that just kind of evolved. And you don't want to miss opportunities and miss ways you could get back. And I've gained way more in that relationship than she's ever gained. So I think she's trying to get rid of me. So you "You got any toys for me? I'm like, no, she's like, all right, take a hike, Brian. So So then I heard that you are a coach for a basketball team. Yeah. Yeah. I coach uh, middle school basketball. So it's awesome. So I've been coaching the same group the whole way through and it's fun because we get to go all to uh, a whole bunch of different schools we're in the Catholic Youth League, so we're hitting all the different oh. schools, and it's fun competition. But it's great because the kids get to meet other kids, and uh, I'm like, you're going to see these kids when you go to – be it public school or, mm-hmm. or, or Catholic high school. I'm like, yeah. you know, these are – they're your competitors, but you're, you're, you guys are going to, you know, maybe friends down the road. So <laughs> it, it's fun. How is it like to mentor the youth? Uh, I, I hope I'm mentoring the youth. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of – through, through my uh, – you know, I'm it's sure. – it's great to be there, and it's great to be there if they have a question or a concern. So okay. they know you're someone that they can go to. It's not about me preaching at them. It's about just being there. Sometimes it's about being there. And with that group of kids, uh, you know, I've been coaching them since they were they were tiny. So it's about being there if they need something. And then you develop relationships with their parents and their family. So, But, you know, they look to you, and they all have – at that in middle unique struggles and you know when you're in middle school and what you find out it's the whole rest of your life when you have a bad day it's a really bad day that's your whole world is in middle school and high school that's your school day you get that at work too you have a bad day at work something goes wrong with the boss it, it comes down on you so to have a support network and to be able to talk to others about that and to talk about your faith uh, we talked about how one we got in a huddle we were playing at St. James and this was a few weeks ago and Right before the game, I, I we were going we were going to pray. We were all praying before the game, so that's why I brought it up. It wasn't completely random, but I said, "Do you guys know where Kobe Bryant was before he lost his life?" And all these kids, this was about a week after Kobe died, mm-hmm. and all these kids were they're like they wanted to be number twenty four. Some were wearing his shoes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and they go, "No, where where was he?" And I go, "Before he got on that helicopter, he was he was at mass." I said he probably had to drag his daughter out of bed at 6 in the morning mm-hmm. to get to mass. I go, they went to 7 a.m. mass. They went to 7 a.m. mass. They snuck it in so they could get to basketball practice. And all the kids were, in my assistant coach too, were beside themselves. Blown away. Yeah. yeah right yeah. on. But little things like that that I could pass along to them. Hey, no, passing on the faith, and, and that, that's, a, that's a great example for them. To be able to see a, a sports person besides a meteorologist, to be able to see a sports person up there as mm-hmm. big as Kobe and, and Gigi, um, to be able to celebrate their faith before they continue. We instill in, in the youth that we need to pray before we move. We need to pray before we act. And so mm-hmm. that, that, that was a great move there from Kobe and his daughter Gigi to be able to celebrate their faith before they went on their trip and play that basketball game. So I really like it when I see young people able to inspire to someone that's like a celebrity because when you see someone out there celebrating their faith and being very open with it, it kind of encourages me to be 
more vocal about how how much I love my faith and how much I love my God. Because it could be a little intimidating at times, you know? So when you see Catholic artists out there, those are the people that are giving us that example out in the world, just like you are, Brian. So we, we appreciate it. We all Thank do you. it in our different ways. Thank we you. all pray in different <laughs> ways, and we all do our different things. And I think that's what makes us um, makes us one in the end. <laughs> so I was thinking we could have like a little icebreaker for like the young kids oh. that are going to be attending your conference. Okay, this makes me nervous, but okay. But I mean, you have three boys. <laughs> I do. So I feel like you're pretty good in this like okay. genre of stuff. Throw it at me. It's going to be pop culture style. So you ready? Okay. Uh-oh. All right. So favorite superhero? Uh, it's Thor. Thor, yeah, really? I mean, I've got mu- I've got muscles like him. Thunder so. of God, <laughs> there's Thunder not of God. God. Oh, it's related. I can't. I can't. Well, yeah, I like that. All right, his humor. Have you seen? I mean, he, <laughs> he absolutely his delivery. He just cracks yes, me up. Yes, yes. And he's the strongest. Come on, come on. He's I thought strong. it was the accent. I mean, come on. That uh, could be that too. Right? You could have your own reasons. So then, does that mean that your favorite Marvel movie would be Thor? Or yes, do you no have doubt. A preference, yeah, a different yeah. One? In a, but I do like slight uh, in the in the same group, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, because I yes, just cry yes. laughing the entire a time. A lot of comedy the, in there. The sarcasm and the dr- dry humor <laughs> just littered through the whole thing. So I can watch it over and over. Correct. All of them. Yep. A yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. You yes, know. You know. It yes. just kills me. Would you say that you're a Disney or Universal kind of theme park person? Oh, wow! You know, <laughs> it's tough, it's can, tough. I, can I say a little bit of both? I mean, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, okay. They're rivals. Um, I mean, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, I would. I yeah, I, I know. Say Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter is great, and you know, I'm not even into like I haven't read any of the books. My one of my kids is into Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but I love going to Harry Potter Universal, which is yes, awesome, which says yes. something about. About that area, but I, I'm gonna. Uh, you see how I'm stalling? You see, this is what's happening. I have yet to answer the question. I've yet to answer the question. Politician in me, right there. Uh, he's good. You don't yeah. think he's on TV, right? Yeah, yep. no, I just dodged the whole thing. Are you a big sports fan? I do. I grew up. Well, I was born in Connecticut on the New York side of Connecticut, so I'm a huge Yankees fan. And oh, I know, man. I know, yes. I know. Sorry, oh, we can't, dad. we can't all like all of them. I knew you. Were, I, I knew. And uh, I went to Villanova University, so I'm a huge Villanova Ooh. basketball fan. I'm, basketball is number nice. one. I, of course, I like the Magic, so I oh, love, yeah, I love sure. basketball. That's really cool. Yep. Now, would you say that you are on the dark side of the force or the light? That's a tough one. Let me defer to Carlos. What do you think I am? You you know me. And you're the expert. You're the expert. I don't know. Brian, what, uh, Brian, Brian. I think Brian is still a Padawan. Oh, really? Not even a full blown Jedi? Not a full blown Jedi. Not, not yet. He, I've got a lot to learn. He's, yeah, he I've has got a lot to learn. He has a lot to learn still. Yes. I think he's still in the stages there. He yeah. has. Um, his skills are not quite perfection. It's yet, true. But not quite. He's not quite. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's sometimes like the force that. is strong. Sometimes so it's not. So let's go with the light side. Okay. So thank you. I will go with so. the light okay. side. Okay. I haven't seen the dark side yet. Yeah, not yet. It's all in due time. Yeah, no. All right. So, Carlos, please tell us again when and where the Youth Summit will take place. And that's going to be Saturday, March 7th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Registration starts at 9 a.m. in the morning. And that's going to take place at St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church, 4001 Edgewater Drive, Orlando, Florida, 32804. And that's right next to Bishop Moore High School. So don't forget, call Youth Summit for middle and high school students. Where are you being called in your life? Perfect. So we want to thank you, Brian, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to March 7th. It's going to be a fun time. You you put together a great, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be awesome. 